0: Welcome to this New Life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged.
1: Today I'm going to continue on the uh, on the message that Pastor Edwin uh, uh, shared last uh, last Sunday, and uh, you know he shared Pastor Edwin shared he set up a very wonderful. Uh, Foundation for for this service, and uh, last Sunday, you know, he 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 basically reminded us. Remember, he, he said he said, "Remember who you are," and so we were reminded that we are a spirit with a soul living in this body. You and I are spirit beings, and according to uh, according to uh, Romans chapter eight twenty nine, we we have been predestined to be conformed. In the, in the image of his son, Jesus. We are, that, that image is his character. That image is his, uh, the character of Christ. And so we are predestined to be more Christ-like. And today, I want to share with you a few things about how to align yourself with the word of God through our spirit, soul, and our body. Okay? Uh, and so because we are a spirit, God desires that we uh, live out of our spirit, man. Okay, that's what God wants us to do. He wants to desire us to be born of the Spirit and not live our life here on earth as mere human beings, acting on our own, uh, on our own logic, our own uh, intellect, and even on our own emotions. Okay, logical minds and acting out our emotions. You know, in Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul was uh, rebuking the Corinthians. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, for you are still carnal for there where for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Hallelujah. He definitely doesn't want us to live out of our own free will, which is the core of the of our soul. Remember, God gave us free will. Aren't you glad you have free will? Amen. We 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 we, we have free will, we can choose. We can choose to do what God wants us to do, or we can choose to do what we want to do. And that's why God gave us free will, because he doesn't want us to be like robots. He doesn't want us to be like, uh, you know, uh, uh, people that he can control, because God is not a controller. God is not a manipulator. God will give you the choice. (laughs) Amen. Amen. God gives us choices. And uh, he, he wants us to eventually choose to submit our will to His will. He eventually wants us to submit our lives to the plans and the purpose and the will that He has for us. Amen? He doesn't want us to do it our way. He wants us, he wants us to do it His way. But we have to choose His way. Hallelujah. And so because of God's great love for us, because he loves you so much, because of his, his great love for us, he gave us his son, Jesus. He gave us his son, Jesus, so that uh, not only will he save us, but then he will be able to bring us, you know, uh, make our spirit come alive again, all right? So he wants us to, he, he not only save us, but for our sin, but also for us to be born of the spirit. How many of you know that when you receive Jesus, Lord and Savior, you are automatically born of the spirit? That's why we call ourselves born again. Deba? John 3, 3 says, Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. All right? And so, being born again is not a religion. Are you with me? Being born again is not a religion. So, so sabihin sa'yo, uh, they, they might ask you, what's your religion? Oh, I'm born again. It's you know, Technically, it's correct, but it's not really a religion. It's, a, it's your state or your, 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 who you are in Christ. You are born of the Spirit. And when Nicodemus pressed on, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of, the wa- of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit." Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you are all born again here today? I pray that you're all born again here. And you know what? God desires to liberate us, okay, from the bondage of sin, but he also wants us to know uh, the things of the Spirit. He wants to bring us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. And that's why, God wants us to live in His kingdom of light, because He has so many things planned for us. He has so many things for us to do here on earth. For you know, we are you, we might be in this world, but we are not of this world. Are you with me? We're not. We are. We are citizens of heaven, and heaven is our home. Glory. You know, we're we're here temporarily. You might live for you know for a hundred years, but a hundred years is, the Bible compares it to vapor. To a, bulb, to, a, to a bubble you know it, it, it's here now it's gone quickly but we have we have eternal life in Christ amen and so Jesus gave us a great commission while we're here on earth he, he told us uh, go and preach the gospel and uh, and uh, make disciples of all nations that's that's the mandate that Jesus gave us while we're here on earth and so we were saying about revival revival is the revival is what uh, allows us to go out and preach the gospel. And so people will be saved. He wants us to be led by the Holy Spirit because those who are led by the Holy Spirit are truly sons of God. You know, Romans 8.14 tells us, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. If you are born again, you are now a child of God. You're a son, you're a daughter of God. And uh, in, first, in Second Corinthians chapter 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. As we receive Jesus, Lord and Savior, the moment we receive Jesus, Lord and Savior, instantly our spirit man has become renewed, has become born again. He has become, a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a new creation, the Bible calls us. You know, it's, it's not our bodies, it's not even our soul, it's our spirit man that comes alive in Christ. Aren't you glad you've been made alive in Christ? You know, our spirit was instantly transformed into a brand, and made brand new the moment we received Jesus, and our spirit man was made alive in Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, it says, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. I'm so glad I'm alive today. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 6 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. You see that? The moment you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of life, of your, of your, of your, Lord and Savior of your life, he has positioned you in heavenly places. That's where you belong. Are you receiving this? Yeah? So you you have been you have been positioned, and you raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. And because our spirit man has become alive in Christ, we can now receive revelations. Take note, revelations revelations, things, good things that God has for us. You know, we and I'm going to share this a little later, but there's so many things that God wants for us. Good things that he has freely given us by God. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 12, and this verse was uh, the verse that Pastor Edwin read at the end of his message, it says here, but God has revealed them to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Verse 11, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. I want to know the, th- the, the things that have been freely given to me by God. And the only way I can know that is by the Holy Spirit speaking to my spirit. Your plans, your purpose, His will for my life. Because, you know, God's plans, God's purpose, His will for, for us is so much greater than any plan you can devise for yourself. I don't care what your ambitions are. I don't care what you think God, you know, what what you think you can be. It doesn't matter your intellect. It doesn't matter your, your educational background. You know, that's so, how do I say it? It's so small compared to the plans and purpose and will that God has for your life. Hallelujah. You know, they might be good on paper. They might be good to the world. They might seem good to people. But you know what? God has a better plan for you. You know, that's why in baby dedications, I always encourage parents. When your children become of age, you know, they start making choices and they're born again, you know, God will speak to them and tell them their, God's plan and purpose for their life. And if it doesn't agree with your plans, your purpose, your will, you're going to cry a lot. Iiyakan niyo mga anak niyo. You're going to cry for your children. Oh, I spent so much to educate you. I put you in the best schools, you had MBA, you had this, you had that, and now you want to be a missionary, a pastor, you know? And so when we talk about God's will, God's plan, and God's purpose, it's so much greater than we can ever think of, greater than we can ever, uh, you know, choose to be. And that's why it's so important for us that we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. So as born-again believers, we now have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that communicates with our spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is communicating with your spirit man. But our spirit man has to, uh, you know, has to be able to process that and eventually communicate it to our soul. That's why, you know, um, as a a born-again believer— you know, we have, a, we have our spirit man. Our spirit man, the voice of our spirit is conscience. You remember, Pastor Edwin was talking about conscience being the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, our soul, the voice of our soul is logic because we have our mind, our will, and our emotions. But God wants to show us His plan, His purpose. He wants to show us the great things that He has in store for you only by the Holy Spirit. And so Little by little, the Holy Spirit will start downloading things to your mind, okay? That's why uh, and Jesus, Jesus said he doesn't want to leave us orphans. That's why he said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit? In John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17, it says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, a comforter, he says. He, that, he may, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. You have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and he's with you every day. <laughs> and then it says that he, is the, he will guide you into all truth. He will teach you. The Bible says, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. So as you, as you read your Bible, as you read the word, as you listen to the word, ask the Holy Spirit. Always pray to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, reveal some things to me. Show me some things in the word of God. Because the word of God is multifaceted. You might have read it many, one time or many times, but it always has something new to give to you. It's always trying to reveal another aspect of Jesus' character. It's revealing things to you. And so now the Holy Spirit is saying, okay, this is what I want to give you today. Then the next time you read the same verse, this is what I want to give you today. So it's always different, it's always fresh. Hallelujah. I mean, if you're like me, I like to eat fresh pandesal, nice and hot. Because if it's old, it's hard. And you can tell something that's not fresh. Hallelujah. And so we want a fresh word. We want something fresh. We want something that's newly baked. We want something that came right out of the oven of heaven. <laughs> Amen. You want, something, you want something fresh from the Lord. And in, in, this, in the same chapter, chapter 25 to 26, it says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, okay, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So not only will the Holy Spirit reveal things to you, but it will also cause you to remember the things that have already been deposited in your heart. So when you read the word, you say, okay, I'm reading this word. I don't know what it's for. Maybe, you know, you don't know what to use it for. But then there will come a time when a situation comes up and now the Holy Spirit will remind you, remember this verse? And you go, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And then you're able to minister it to the person just for that particular moment because it's needed at that point. That's what, that's, what, that's what it means by He puts things into your remembrance. You remember everything that has been deposited in your heart. And that's why we encourage you to read the Word. The more of the Word you deposit in your heart, the more things the Holy Spirit can pull out. Amen. He, he can pull out so many things in your, in your, in your, in your heart because you have so much of the Word. Because the main job of the Holy Spirit is to reveal the Word, It's to reveal Jesus to you and I. And that's why we need to, we need to continuously be uh, hooked up to the Holy Spirit. You know, let me tell you this. The Holy Spirit wants to instruct you. He wants to instruct us on how to live according to God's Word. Instruction. And then He also wants to inspire us, okay? He wants to inspire us to, to live bigger on, uh, bigger, bigger on the outside. Bigger and better. By not just living selflessly, Okay, we're not living self-centered lives, but we're living for him and for others. He doesn't want us to live selfish lives. And then he wants to impart truth. He wants to impart truth that will be our compass or our GPS so that we will not get lost in the paths that he has set for us. You know, God has paths for you and I. He has has direction. He uh, He has a roadway. You know, He has a a highway for you and I. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways. And He will direct your path. Psalm 23, 3 says that He leads you into paths of righteousness. The Holy Spirit will always lead you to a good place. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to a bad place or to a place where you will, you, will, you will suffer. The Holy Spirit always brings you to a great place, amen, where it's going to be beneficial for you. And so our conscience, which is the voice of our spirit, influences our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions, and begins the process of transformation by the renewing of our mind. You, know, you all know, you're probably familiar with Romans 12 verse 2. It says, you know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will know or you will, be, you will, you will prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Well, I, find, I found a nice version. It's uh, the voice version, okay? Uh, when you read this, you have to sing. But I don't want to irritate you, so I'm just going to read it, Okay? The voice version says this Do not allow this world to mold you in its own image instead be transformed from the inside out by renewing your mind As a result you will be you will you will be able to discern what God wills and what and whatever God finds Good, pleasant, and complete. Wow. Nice, nice version. Of it. He, wants you to, he wants you to be transformed from the inside out. And so without the renewing of the mind, we won't even begin to grasp the plans, the purpose, and the will of God in our life. Because we cannot understand it. Our spirit being, our spirit being is Dead. It's not alive in Christ. And so when the Holy Spirit tells us these things, it can't communicate to us. We can't receive it. We're not receptive to the Holy Spirit. And that's why we need to be born again to begin with. Because our spirit man now is alive in Christ. And because we're alive in Christ, we can now receive the wonderful things that God has for us. And so what happens? We we, we begin to yield to the Holy Spirit. You know, we begin to receive the things that God wants for us. We begin to uh, pray uh, such prayers as "Not your, not my will, Lord, but let Your will be done." Have you ever prayed that prayer? Hallelujah! That's a wonderful prayer, but it's also very dangerous because God is telling you, God, you're telling God, "Okay, Lord, I'm surrendering to You." I surrender my free will. I surrender my will. Not my will anymore, Lord, but your will be done. And God looks at you and says, okay, I can use this person. I can start working on this person. I can start showing him. I can start uh, revealing my plans and my purpose for this person because he's yielded to me. Hallelujah. And so we get to that point. Say, we, we get to that point. It's not my will, Lord, but your, your will be done. You know, change is always difficult. It means we get out of our comfort zone. God wants you to get out of your comfort zone. God wants you to step out of the boat and start walking on water. Because an unt- untransformed mind will make its own plans. If, you're not, your mind is, if your mind is not renewed, you want to make your own plans. You want to do your own plans. Amen? And, but God desires that we be transformed by the renewing of our mind through His Word and the Holy Spirit. So, so that we begin to understand His good plans for us and start to grow in the knowledge of His will. That's why the Apostle Paul prayed for the Colossians. In Colossians 1 verse 9 to 10 it says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding." For what, for what purpose? Why do you have to be filled with the knowledge of His will? Well, it says in verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. You want to be fruitful? You want to increase in the knowledge of God? Well, you begin to walk according to His will. That's why the prayer of Apostle Paul. And that's our that's our prayer for all of you today. My prayer for myself. I pray, Lord, I pray that I grow in the knowledge of your will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's, that's my prayer for myself, for my family, for everyone here today. That he, yet you may know, that you may grow in the knowledge of his will. According to his, according, in, in all wisdom and spiritual, uh, spiritual understanding. Why? So that we can now walk uh, uh, we can now walk uh, worthy of the Lord. And as we walk worthy of the Lord, what happens? Uh, our walk becomes uh, fruitful and it becomes in- beneficial. Being fruitful and very and in every good work. Because God's plans and purpose will always, are always good. Remember Jeremiah 29:11, 20, For my thoughts for you are good to give you a hope and a future. God's plans will always be greater than any plans or ambitions we can ever have for our own lives. And so as our soul lines up with our spirit, man, our bodies can now begin to process, the process of submitting. You know, because we want this body to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. But it begins with our mind. Our mind has to be yielded to the Holy Spirit by the renewing of our minds. And what happens? Our mind now tells our body, okay, body, you follow me. How many of you you know that your body has its own mind? (laughs) I don't know how to explain that, but your body sometimes, uh, you know, you want to turn right, but your body wants to turn left. But you know, our body is our earth suit. We We have to take care of this body. It's our tent, it's our house, and if you're born again, it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you, all right? The Bible calls this this body the tent, a house, or the temple of the Holy Spirit, and that's why it is of the earth. It is temporary. It is uh, subject to change, and that's why when we are when we are uh, when we are, uh, we're talking about the body. You know, our body. We have to we have to train. We have to discipline. Uh, the Apostle Paul talks about buffeting our body, not going to the buffet table, but buffeting, in, in being, disciplining our body, amen? You need to discipline your body and you have to love your body, take care of your body, amen? Do you hear that, Joey? Take care of your body. Glory to God. Because seven, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 says this, therefore, we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Amen. As your inner man is being renewed, you're growing, you're maturing in your walk with God, but your body is perishing. You're getting old, you know, and uh, never mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was just talking to my wife earlier about, uh, about our age and, uh, you know, I was telling her you know, uh, the seasons you know we're entering into new seasons in our life and so you know because our body is a great servant but it's a lousy master that's so why don't make your body the master of your life our body is flesh and it loves things of the flesh our bodies without the renewal of our mind will desire to do the works of the flesh the bible calls uh, describes what the works of the flesh are it's it's said it's described in galatians 5 Verse 19 to 20, okay? So this is what it says. Now, in the works of the flesh are evident, it can be seen, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sor- sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Habang Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, Apostle Paul enumerates the works of the flesh. And God doesn't want us to to walk or live according to the works of the flesh. But instead, to live, abide, and have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That's why before that, in Galatians, the same chapter in verse 16 to 18... He says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. They cannot be together. They're contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Hallelujah. So walking the spirit is very important for us. You know, uh, the Greek word for walking is peripeteo. Peripeteo. Okay, write that down. P-E-R-I-P-E-T-E-O. <laughs> oh, it's there already. Peripeteo. It's a Greek word for walking. And it basically means walking habitually around a general vicinity. I'm sure most of you are familiar with certain areas in your neighborhood, certain areas in, in, in places, because you are habitually walking there. And that's why, the Holy Spirit, that's why the Word of God tells us, walk habitually with the Holy Spirit, and so that you will know the things of the Holy Spirit. The point, to the point that it has now become our environment or our daily activity. Amen. So as we walk with the Spirit on a regular basis, habitually walking the Holy Spirit, what, what's happening? We're getting, we're getting to see the character of Jesus. We're getting exposed to how Jesus wants to do things. We are learning, we're learning the way, learning more about God's character, about Jesus' character. Okay, it's it's it means practicing and observing the ways of the Holy Spirit where spiritual things become our nature. All right? And so walking in the spirit unplugs the power of the flesh. You know, appliances, no, you know no matter what appliance, if you don't plug it in, it will not work. No matter if it's brand new, you know, it won't work because it does not have power. And that's what, the, what's what walking in the Holy Spirit means. We unplug the power of the flesh. Flesh has no power without, with, when we unplug it. And so what happens? Your response to natural things will now become spiritual instead. So if someone slaps you, you turn the other cheek. Well, I'm, nobody's impressed with that. Okay. If you're slandered and gossiped, which I know happens on a regular basis, gossiped about, what happens? You respond in love, you walk in forgiveness, and you reach out to that person and say, Brother, sister, ano ba tong mo tungkol sa akin? let's work it out. Let's work out this issue instead of slandering again, slandering them also on Facebook. Fighting and, and spreading rumors about them also. You don't, you don't do that, okay? When someone is rude to you and wants to start a fight, okay, what do you do? You remember Proverbs 15.1. You must remember Proverbs 15.1. It says, a soft answer turns away wrath. Hallelujah. But a harsh word steers up anger. So, what are you? You're a peacemaker, you want peace instead of fighting. And then Romans 12, verse 18 says, If it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Amen. If it's possible, as much as depends on you. Again, it's, it depends on you because you can only control yourself. You can only control your attitude. You can only control your anger. You can only control your behavior. Your words, okay? So only you can, I can't control what the other person is saying. If he wants to be angry, uh, I, I'll just live as much as I can, live peaceably with all men. But I can only control myself. I can't control other people. And so when you, walk, when you walk in the Spirit, walk is also translated as to live. So we can say, live in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. As you continuously walk, live, As you continuously abide in the Holy Spirit, you have an intimate relationship with Him, you know, your life will be shaped. It will be influenced. Amen? It will be guided by the Holy Spirit. That's what happens. You know, when when you hang out with the Holy Spirit, you end up being more Christ-like because He, He shows you the character of Jesus. And as you do that, the, words you, the Word says that you will bear the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, uh, the Galatians 5, verse 22, 26 enumerates the, the fruit of the Spirit. It says here, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with His passion and desire. You know, fruit. uh, Trees don't have to be pressured or to be forced to bear fruit. They will bear fruit in season, amen. And fruit is always for the benefit of others. So when my wife bears the fruit of the of the Holy Spirit, I enjoy her patience, her 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 gentleness. I enjoy her self-control. I enjoy the peace, the joy, uh, and, 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 and all of that, the love. So I, I enjoy the fruit that is coming out of her. And, and vice versa, if I bear the fruit of the Spirit, she also enjoys that. Because it's always the other person, other people that are what we're around with, that enjoy our fruit. Amen? And that's why the, Holy, that's why the, the, the Bible says, walk in the Spirit so you will bear the fruit of the Spirit. Can you imagine how wonderful it is to be around people who bear the fruit of the Spirit? Amen. Even if you make a mistake, they're, ni- they're good and pa- they're patient with you. They won't shout at you. They won't belittle you. They won't, uh, you know, curse you because they the f- because they bear the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And that's why, that's why the Holy Spirit wants us to walk with Him so that we will bear the fruit of the Spirit. And really and truly, when you look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's really the character of Christ. That's what it is. You're, you're exuding, you're ex, uh, expressing, you're showing the character of Jesus. And so walking in the Spirit, as I mentioned earlier, unplugs the power of the flesh because... Because we are not, it has been crucified with Christ on the cross. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? And so we can boldly declare Galatians 2.20. In the New King James Version it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. Amen. We can boldly declare that because now we know that our flesh has been crucified. You know, there's a distilled version that says this, I consider myself having died and now I'm enjoying my second existence, which is simply Jesus using my body. Wow. Can you imagine that? Jesus using our body. So let's go on in verse 25. It says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another, envying, envying one another. Okay? So this is where God wants us to be. He wants us to be living, abiding, and walking in the spirit. All right? All this walking, living and abiding in the Holy Spirit makes us more Christ-like. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I want to. That's the point I want to drive to you today. That's the point I want to share with you today that the more you walk in the spirit, the more we look like Jesus. Hallelujah. We begin to resemble Jesus in our character, which influences and affects our walk and our talk. Hallelujah. When people have encounters with us, they will have encounters with Jesus. You know, when we talk about having an encounter with Jesus. It's not, you know, of course, we would love you to, see, you'd love you to have a, an actual visual encounter with, with Jesus that has, you know, uh, has come before you. But more often than not, when we talk about encounters with Jesus, it's you or, my, or myself having an encounter with a fellow believer and who is, now, who is now exuding, who is now sharing or declaring the character of Christ. And so when I, when I talk to Pastor Edwin, I say, wow, I've been with Jesus. Because he's a rabbi. He's full of wisdom, okay? And so when we encounter people who are Christ-like, then we can say, I've encountered Christ. He showed me his mercy. He showed me his goodness. He showed me his love. Hallelujah. You know, remember what John the Baptist said in John 3.30. He says, He must increase, Jesus must increase, and I must decrease. What does that mean? That means people want to see, you want to show people more of Jesus in you than of yourself. Because we are carriers, okay? We are carriers of his character. Uh, We are a diffuser of the uh, aroma, the sweet-smelling aroma that will call attention to Jesus and not to us. And so when somebody thanks you, wow, thank you, Pastor. You really helped me. You know, you ministered to me. I, I love the words you spoke to me. What's your first reaction? Glory to God. Amen? Because it's not in and of yourself. Uh, it's by the grace of God. You know, the anointing that has, been, that has been put in you has been given to you. And so as you walk in the Holy Spirit also, we notice that we are now making more spiritual decisions because you now we we, we, are, we, are, we are we are we are we are how do I say it? Um, we are hanging out with the Holy Ghost. we we have intimate relationship with Him because of our close fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you know, and our passionate desire to be with Him. We can now receive His instructions. We can now receive His inspirations. We can now receive His impartation. And this allows the Holy Spirit to totally influence our life, spirit, soul, and body. The way we talk, the way we walk, the way we make decisions, the way we interact with one another will be influenced by the Holy Spirit. You know, earlier I said God works in us from the inside out, starting with our spirit man, that influences our soul, but the renewing of our mind that makes us choose to align our actions through our body, our walk, and our talk to the Word of God. That's the process. It starts with the Spirit, then influences our soul, and our soul now makes decisions to, to tell our body what to do. That's why, the, that's why David said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, I bless your holy name. So what is he doing? The spirit man is telling his soul, Hey, soul, bless the Lord. And then the soul is telling the, the body, Okay, body, let's bless him. Let's pray. Let's worship. Raise up your hands. Why do you raise up your hands? Because now there's alignment from your spirit, soul, and body. Why do you, why do you go down on your knees? Why do you cry? Why, do, why does your emotion start lining up with the Word of God? You know, you hear the Word of God, you, hear the, you, have, you feel the presence of God, and you start crying. That's emotion. But your emotion is, is, is submitted or is, is aligned with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Are you, are you getting this? And that's why it's so important for us to be aligned, the spirit, soul, and the body. Amen? Because it's a process by which we are made mature. You want to mature in 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 Christ. You want you want to have a mature. You want to be mature Christian. Then you have to let let your let your spirit influence your soul, and your soul uh, use your body as a as a as a yielded vessel. So what do we, what happens when, when when that happens? We we choose to love instead of hate, because God is love and he, and God loved us first. Okay, we choose mercy over judgment. Because God delights in mercy, and mercy triumphs over judgment. You know, mercy is available for you and I every day. The Bible says it is new and fresh every day. Aren't you glad God's forgiveness is available for you and I every day? And that's why as we, as we receive forgiveness, we're also to give or to forgive people. Let me, let me, let me encourage you. You know, forgiveness doesn't accuse Excuse their actions. Forgiveness doesn't excuse their actions. Forgiveness stops their actions from destroying your heart. And forgiveness is actually liberating yourself from the prison of bitterness that is ahead of you. So let me encourage you if you're here today and you're dealing with unforgiveness, brother and sister, w- w- uh, get a revelation. The, the 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 earlier or the the moment you start forgiving, then you are liberated from that from that uh, from that situation, and 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 you will not form the roots of bitterness that will that will cause you to be in prison. What happens also when you are mature in Christ? You choose to do good instead of evil. You choose to do what's right. Choose to be a giver knowing that God has given you the power to gain wealth. And as we give, it will be given back to us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Choose the will of God over your own will. Amen. Submit to Him and truly make Jesus your Lord and Master. Because Savior is the easy part. He saves you. But then the Bible says, make Him your Lord and Master. That's when you start releasing your hold on your will that's when you allow him to reign over your life allowing him to rule and reign over your life and experience the wonderful things that god has for you let me encourage you church as you leave today as you leave today ponder on these things think about them study them you know that's why you, i'm sure you're all taking notes Make a conscious and intentional decision to allow God to work in you from the inside out. Because that's His way. That's His process. To work from the inside out. And God is more concerned about your character than your performance. Because your character will eventually take care of your performance. Amen. Then you will notice that we begin to live our life from the inside out. We begin to live our lives from the spirit man. Our spirit man is now dominating our soul. And our soul will now control our bodies and say, body, you need to follow. You need to obey. You are a vessel and I want you to be a godly vessel. I want you to be a vessel to be used by God. Living out of our spirit, man, prioritizing our worship, our relationship with God, uh, being in His presence—that will influence and renew our soul to make spiritual decisions. You know, that's where you make spiritual decisions in your soul. Your soul will make the decision for you, and wh- and whoever is greater, whoever stronger in your soul, whether it's the flesh, the world, or the spirit, then you will make. Worldly decisions or you will make spiritual decisions. Are you with me? You want to make spiritual decisions? Then allow the Holy Spirit to dominate your soul. And that will influence and renew your soul and make spiritual decisions that makes our body an obedient vessel to the plans, purpose, and will of God. It can't be any other way because that's how God works. He works from the inside out. He wants to do a work in you. So that He can do a work through you. Hallelujah. He cannot do a work through you if He hasn't done a work in you. That's where He begins. He works from the inside out. Out. Hallelujah. Well, if you're here today, whether you're on site or you're on live stream, if you haven't received Jesus as Lord and Savior, that's where it all begins. Amen. That's where it all begins. God wants to, God wants to uh, revive you. He wants to make your your spirit man alive. So uh, that's why uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse one says, "And he made, he made, he made us alive in Christ." He's talking about the spirit man. And so, if you're here today and you want to be made alive in Christ, pray this prayer with me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That because of your finished work on the cross, you have now made me alive, and, we are n- and my spirit man is now alive, born again, and that my spirit man will now begin the process of influencing my soul by the renewing of my mind, and that my body will follow so that I can serve you, spirit, soul, and body. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your life for me, and I accept you now as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I pray that you receive something wonderful today. And I know that, uh, you know, God is, the Holy Spirit is speaking to each and every one of us. And I know the Holy Spirit is really ministering and that He is really uh, doing everything that, that He can do for you and I. And so we have to open up our hearts we have to allow the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, do a work in me. Do a work in me so that you can do a work through me. Father, I thank you for every person here today. I speak blessings upon them. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful things you have spoken through, uh, through me to their lives. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, you're ministering to them, processing them. And I thank you, Lord, for the wonderful things that are going to come to pass in Jesus' name. And everybody say, amen, amen.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.